0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan Kamey, Nighthawk Weber, and we're going to do a little differently this episode. Uh, We had a little mishap in the little recording sesh where I was snoozing away at my desk instead of joining the team because I was super tired, so I'm very sorry about that. So I'm going to let my boys, Ricky and Caesar take it away talking about eulcs with the games like g2 fanatic and uol versus h2k and then i want them to come over on to the north america side and they're going to talk about the amazing week that was where cloud nine went 2-0. fuck yeah my boys are back in it so that's why i'm happy so yeah uh but just games like you know dignitas tsm echo fox cloud nine and even the clg tsm games so it'll be a good episode and Next week, we should uh, go ahead and have everything back to normal, hopefully. Uh, Sorry again. And yeah, uh, enjoy the podcast. Bye-bye.
1: Everyone and welcome to the Twisted Trio podcast. My name is Richard Campy Dragon Medina. I am not Brennan. Call me Nighthawk, Weber Weber, uh, due to some scheduling issues and everything, he could not be here as you just heard on his pre-recorded intro. Today, I am here with uh, Caesar Athopolis Salazar. Uh, say what's up, Caesar.
2: Sounds good. Hey, dude. What's up, everyone? <laughs>
1: Um, so we're going to be doing our overview of the LCS this past weekend. Um, we're going to do a quick run over EU LCS and just kind of give you the scoreline of how the, how it ended up between all the teams and just highlight the really good games. Caesar's going to be doing most of the talking on that. And then we will be moving on to, uh, the shenanigans that took place during week two of the NA LCS. Um... So, Caesar, I'm going to let you uh, read through the score lines for, uh, for all the EU teams this past weekend.
2: All right. Um, so, on Thursday, uh, this past week, we had Misfits and Ninjas in Pajamas going um, Misfits' direction, 2 and 1. Then we have G2 Esports and Fnatic, which was a really hypey game going in the way of um, uh, Fnatic's way really good um set close matches they let off the shen Ken combo go through and that was really interesting for um g2's part they got a lot of flack because they're being like you know blamed on reddit like why didn't they just ban shen combo and everything but they like we're also defending them how uh the shen Ken combo is really tough to beat but um g2 right now is in the early stages of probably um banning not banning it out because they want to kind of face it, to kind of find a, some counterplay later on. And I totally agree with that, because it's a really smart way. Rather than, than just um, banning something out, you'd rather just have a whole complete comp to destroy that one, and that'll come unexpected to them when they see each other again, probably later throughout the season. Um, for Splice and Team Vitality, that was a good um, one uh, apparently. I haven't seen that one, but it was in Splice direction.
1: So now, we, now we've Congrats moved on to Friday,
2: one. right? Yeah, sorry. We move on to Friday. (laughs) Then we have uh, Mysterious Monkeys and Unicorns of Love uh, going in Unicorns of Love direction. Uh, Apparently that was a really hyped game. I haven't actually checked it out myself, but Mysterious Monkeys actually were pretty good and pretty close on some of the matches um, going on. Then we have Saturday, uh, Misfits and Rocket going in um, Misfits direction. And we've got Ninjas in Pajamas and G2 Esports with G2 Esports winning it out. Then Sunday, um, last day, we have Mysterious Monkeys uh, and Splice going head-to-head for a victory over Splice. And H2K and Unicorns of Love going at each other's throats for a victory on Unicorns of Love, which I hear was a pretty nice match, too. And H2K is looking really good.
1: Yeah, and it also left uh, Unicorns of Love as the only undefeated team right now, right?
2: Actually undefeated as well right now. Who for? Oh, Fnatic. Yeah, they're three uh, zero as well.
1: Oh yeah, nice. Um, mm-hmm. so walk me through the uh, the highlight matches you think for this past weekend.
2: Uh, for Europe, it was definitely G two versus Fnatic. So, um, how how'd
1: that how that how that, uh, that series break down?
2: Oh, I really enjoyed. Um, Game one with the Shen, con- Shen Kennen combo because uh, they still showed that they're. Uh, Reckless still showed that he is the only and greatest um, Kennen player right now in the LCS. <laughs> uh, surprising, uh, surprising pick was um, Dilution Mid for Perks, who did pretty well actually in it. Um, I don't know why people were giving him a lot of flack and everything. It's not his fault. Sven had a really hard time in lane. With the um, Shenan combo, uh, I think the Kogma with a I I think there's a Lulu as well. And, you know, it's just not going to be able to compete once you hit that level 6 with Shen and Kennen. They, they can just go all in. And it was just really upsetting for them. Um, you can definitely see since Shen was having, like, the worst time because he just kept getting um, Dove and Flashed on and Dove and everything, and you cannot get away from that combo. So he probably had probably one of the, like... Most stressful um, series this entire um, weekend with Fnatic. All say, right. um, game two was actually a really nice surprise turn. They were able to find a um, at least with um, I forgot who he went mid with. Um, is, uh, give me a second. Oh, Cat. There you go, yeah. He had a really great um, game with Cass where he was able to um, stop so much pressure and everything, and so was Twitch, uh, which was Sven's choice. He picked a really good... Sorry, there's some people outside making noise.
1: It's alright, I can't hear it. Uh,
2: um, Yeah, that was a really good match for um, Sven this match. He was finally able to get some revenge. Uh, Also, G2 Trick had some really nice plays with his Lee Sin, as always. Um... But I was actually really surprised that um, G2 were able to find some success because they were, were actually pretty close to um, being behind in some of the matches, and G, um, Fnatic were able to come back some at I mean, some point in the game, and then G2 were able to close out. Uh, pretty surprisingly, actually.
1: So it was it a was, uh, clean 2-0? No, it wasn't a clean 2-0. It, oh, okay. was a, so it, was, it was a 2-1, yeah. They
2: actually found success, G2.
1: Yeah, we're going to cut that out. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so in game three, mm-hmm. uh, they brought back this and, uh, Shen combo, because why not? You know, I mean you're winning with it. Don't fix with it. It's not broken. They had a great time. And then again, they for some reason went with their original comp, mm-hmm. as in game um, one. Uh, other than picking the chase for top, it was now Nick a Jarvan, and I think... Uh, or Leeson or something, or sorry, reverse that. But, Are you talking um, about on G two
1: side? Is that? Are you talking about on G two side or on? Uh...
2: They switched over because um, they were still feeling the Kog'Maw was going to be working for them, but yeah, it didn't again. They eventually they still got destroyed their match. Uh Broxus went off, man. He was really good, and Soaz is always just such a great player. Um, for uh, Shen. Mm-hmm. and um, Reckless, again, you're just never going to compete against him uh, when he's in canon. It's just, I can't see, no team has an answer for it right now, and I think that's what scares everyone the most. Like, if G2 weren't able to take him out, but like I said, it's early in the season, they're just um, testing waters out, they're trying to see where they, where they stand right now, as you, we all know that G2 had a mini vacation, ha ha ha, the meme and everything, <laughs> but for um, their um, three laners, or their two laners, uh, one was actually sick, Perks was sick, so now they're getting back into it. I'm pretty sure they'll look just as strong. And we all know they're going to get better throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Just seeing to see where they all are at um, in the next few weeks. But it was a really nice um, series, I think, for Fnatic to show that they can compete against G2. Because um, I think Deficio said it that it's good that Fnatic won. Because then it shows that even if, like, like that G2 need to prove themselves still, even though that they are the kings. Yeah. And right now, um, Fnatic has proven themselves that they are still top tier and can still compete and not just, like, you know, bend the knee to the um, top team. (laughs) So that was basically Europe (laughs) for me. It was a really great series, I would say.
1: Yeah, it it sounds like it was a good series. I'm surprised, looking at their rosters and seeing Perz taking uh, Lucian mid lane, uh, he did it in the first match and in the third match. Did he also do it in the second match?
2: No, no, he went... um, yeah, the second match.
1: Yeah. Hey, can you say that one more time? I, you dropped out for a second
2: there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all okay. right. Um, look, when do you want me to say something?
1: Oh, no. Hey, uh, I, you said...
2: Mm. 2 Perks. G2 yeah. Perks. G2 Perks. You played w- what? Yeah, G2 Perks went... Um... G two perks basically went um, Cassiopeia. Okay. Second um, like match game two where they did win.
1: Okay, gotcha. Okay, because I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking Reckless is on Kennen, and what's been happening in the LCK lately is Huni's uh, been coining playing. Uh, Lucian into Kennen top lane. So I'm thinking maybe Sven should have jumped on uh, Lucian instead of sticking with Kogma. And then maybe Perks taking something else that might play a little easier into Cassiopeia.
2: Right. Yeah, that could be a thing in the future, I would think. Um, maybe Perks took um, Lucian mid during the um, fights because uh, they were, that was the answer to the Kennen. Mm-hmm. just in case um, the cannon went off like he did anyways. But at the same time, uh, I think they're, uh, Lulu, the Lulu Kogma is a really good safe comp as well, you know, to protect the Kogma and everything, and they were just playing... They they're a very scaling comp, mm-hmm. and they are just waiting it out, but Fnatic's aggressive playstyle early games is, like, so unmatched that they just couldn't handle it. And they couldn't... Um, like, all the matches were actually not too long, I would say. That's why they won... Um, The first match, it was a really short match. The second match uh, was really close, but it went in favor of G2. In the third match, I think, they actually were so close to um, losing again, Fnatic, but they were actually able to find success Mm -hmm. in the end because they caught out... um Oh, sorry, excuse me. Give me a second. They were able to catch out Expect um, after doing... um, After they did Baron, G2 did Baron, Mm -hmm. and they were able to do... And find, find them there. And I think they were able to uh, just flash in and kill the Kogma as they always did. It was a really nice clutch match. Yeah.
1: Um, were there any other highlight matches that came out of EU this this weekend? I heard uh, Unicorns of Love, Samex was uh, doing great things on Twitch, Bottom Line.
2: That match, but yeah, I heard a lot of good things coming from um, the team. Fighting is just unmatched right now for Unicorns of Love. Like they're a huge um, team right now uh, in terms of team fighting. I think they said Exiles laning phase is having struggles right now, but um, if they can, that's easily fixable, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, they're just a great team overall. I think I've always enjoyed um, Unicorns of Love. Especially when they early on came on to the um LCS. But it'll be fun to see where they stand against um G two when they do go at it.
1: Yeah. I, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm I'm only interested in EU and that I wanna know what the uh three teams that they get through to worlds are. And I'm I'm thinking that I was correct in making the statement a few podcasts ago, thinking that it's gonna be G two. Unicorns of Love, and uh, Fnatic, again, I think H2K is not going to make it this time. They might, but, I don't know. I'm thinking Fnatic is know. looking really strong right now, man. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think um, H2K has some pretty good success with uh, Fubivin, sorry, for, um, in mid lane. Uh, Perks has always said that he's a respectable mid laner and he's doing really well right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, We'll see what happens there. I think, I think H2K can bring it back. They've been at Worlds plenty of times and they've shown success. They have get a lot of hate for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> back then, I don't know now, now that um, Forgiven's gone, but I think they're a really good solid team that always showed consistency overall in the LCS. One of the only teams right now, now that, um, well G2 also, as well, they just didn't have international success until recently, but. I I believe H2K could um, surprise us, maybe, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, um, so let's move on to NA now. So we're going to be pretty detailed on these. Um, So Friday came around, and first match of the weekend, you have C9 versus Phoenix 1, and it ended up, 2-0, Two o, Cloud 9s favor. Now, mind you, uh, week one, Cloud Nine ended that weekend 0 and two as far as their wins to losses went. Um, so yeah, let's 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 go over some of these these picks. So on Phoenix one, you had Zig on Gragas in the top lane. You had Nori on Kha'Zix. You had Ryu on Ari. You had Zaya on or Arrow on Zaya, Zaya and Shady on Karma. And then on C nine, you had Ray on Jarvan four. Contracts on Olaf, Jensen on Oriana, Sneaky on Kennen, and Smoothie on Thresh. Um, You watched this game, right?
2: I watched uh, some of it, yeah, I did. I mean, I I just couldn't watch um, P1 at some point. (laughs) I I probably won't be talking too much about Phoenix 1. They've gotten so much already. You know, it's like uh, they know what they need to change, you know. Uh, everyone knows. They've, that conversation's been had a lot of times, so I don't want to like, just keep pushing them while they're already down, you know. Or kicking them, sorry.
1: You're, you're, you're talking about Inori.
2: Inori? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> just... well, they haven't had success with videos <laughs> as well.
1: Medios isn't key. even play Medios isn't even playing League of Legends right now. He's he's Meteos sitting in Game 2 for um... No, 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 but I I know that they put him in, but he is in his solo queue right now. He is sitting at Diamond 2 oh. because he just hasn't been playing. He's been playing like World of Warcraft or Overwatch, stuff like that. He's just been having fun in his semi-retirement that he's kind of in right now. Yeah. So that that moment before uh i want to say it yeah it was before in in the second match um there's a recording of their comms and Medios is talking to the team and he's like okay so you guys put me in and i know that that first match was really hard but i'm coming in fresh so you guys are gonna have to carry me real hard and and then like the match started and he he did what he could he did actually uh like as far as mechanics and everything go, he did really well on Gragas, and he was facilitating his team. It just wasn't enough to counteract what was happening on C9. And Contracts was given the opportunity to play Zach on C9 um, for that second match. So he—he he was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to agree. I want to say like, yeah, Zach is still broken. And he kind of is. He he just has too much going for him and too much ability to sustain himself. So. Well, we'll get
2: to Zach later because there is a match that perfectly proved how helpful.
1: <laughs> how helpful a good one Zach behind. is. Um, and
2: one behind, yeah.
1: But let's go back to this first match. So, Sneaky lately has been uh, showing interest in Kennen. I wonder where he got that idea yep. from. <laughs> He's been played a lot of Cannon ADC. Mhm. And now now so he ended up going 00 and 8, which is an interesting scoreline and Smoothie went 00 and 9 on Thresh. So essentially these two were the two supports of the match and Jensen was the major carry in this first match. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he he took Oriana and he went seven zero and three. Um, yeah, just make sure also to let everyone
2: know that this match was a perfect game for C Nine. It was zero kills on P One side and twelve kills on C Nine.
1: Yep, that is what it was. Um, that
2: that like so those numbers mean even more now. You know when you say it like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It it I but at the same time, looking at this matchup for C Nine versus uh phoenix one and then thinking about their matchup when they went up against echo fox i questioned whether or not this was more of phoenix one being bad or more of c9 being good and i think it was more of like a combination of the two i think c9 is just really in a in an ugly spot right now or uh, yeah yeah, phoenix one yeah i think they're Mm -hmm. they're just in an ugly spot right now they're just they're just that eight short of c9 you know what i'm saying
2: yeah definitely I don't know. Um, <laughs> I stumble uh, teleports. I would say from Zig's side, mm-hmm. he went in like on a TP in turret with three members of C9 right there behind it with a thresh who could easily hook after the teleport. Yeah. And Smoothie is such a great thresh too. You do not want to underestimate it for a single bit. And he would just hook. He was making hooks left and right on everyone. It was just destroying them. I think he was like kind of the sleeper carry in that match just because he was so successful on thresh and his hooks mm-hmm. that they were able to close out so well and doing so many saves as well.
1: Yeah, I would I would definitely agree and I think I think kind of the rapport between uh Sneaky and Smoothie since they've been playing together for so long is really good. Like I think they I think they meld really well together. They've been together longer. I'm I want to say that they've been playing together longer than uh, Stixey and Afremu at this point.
2: Um, I think Smoothie came in last year, woo, around the same time. But I think Smoothie was uh, interchanging support roles with Bunny Fufu yeah. at the time, like it was both.
1: Yeah, and now and now yeah, they've just, just kind of melded. He he's definitely nailed like a really strong yeah, spot. Like I feel smoothie. like. Th- I feel like their bot lane right now is probably one of the strongest in NA. In Definitely, yeah.
2: And that's always been the case with, with anyone with Sneaky. When Lumination and Sneaky were together, they were so <laughs> great. Even when um, was it High <laughs> with Sneaky, they were pretty good, you know. Yeah, for the time being.
1: I guess. Um. So let's move on to the second match of Friday. It was my boys Immortals versus Envy. Um. Little soapbox. I said this last week during last week's recording. I said Immortals had a really tough, tough matchups this week, and now next week they're going to be going up against Envy. I think they're going to underestimate them, and I think exactly. I was, I think I was spot on. Now that being yeah. said, I think Envy played amazing. Going back yeah. and watching the highlights of this match, it was just Envy making play after play after play. Seeing, Definitely. seeing Lira go off on Nidalee, um, like yeah, it, it's they they are working really well together, and I think a big part of that is the fact that they brought in Pyrian in the mid lane, and they got rid of Ninja. Um, Purion, I think is a much better player, and it shows. I think he's a much more he's a much more carry heavy mid laner, and not so. Uh, Toey. so uh, tell me about this match. Tell me how you saw it go down.
2: So I'm just gonna say this was an this this match was kind of like in a series of unfortunate events. Uh, in the very beginning, I think it was like uh, around um, like the first three minutes of the match, uh, Ole got a really nice pull onto um, Apollo, or no, not Apollo. Sorry, I think it was Hakuo, the support Karma for Envy. And there was just a long chase of trying to kill Hakuo as Karma. But it's Karma, you know? You're never going to catch up to her once you get that hook in. And Apollo's <laughs> just autoing the Cody Sun. And then they were able to turn it around in Envy's favor for a 2-0. and o. And that just, like, I think pretty much um, itself controlled the game, you know, around that sort of... It was a really interesting uh, series of matches um, or skirmishes after that, I, I would say, where Xmithie... Um. Uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let- Pyrene, sorry, go on.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. 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 I was
2: gonna say, I think Pyrene um has proven to himself like as being a really great uh switch for Envy because I know everyone was having um I'm not saying everyone isn't like actual people like here, but I mean like within LCS we're having trouble finding other players. Mm-hmm. uh you know it's just like that we were having like i think it cuz it was ninja right in the mid lane before for envy yeah so like you know people were just having troubles finding actual like um
1: strong players and,
2: yeah strong players and i think apollo had a really great uh match for varus because he was able to outplay the Ari. did you see this match
1: <laughs> um no i i you know what? I did. I did, see, I did see his outplay where he... Pole Belter went top lane and he, he dove on Varus. And it came down to the wire. I think Varus walked away with 10 health. Is that right?
2: It, I don't remember exactly how low he was, but he was extremely low. He was basically less than 100 health. It was, So yeah, he was able to flash out of... Um,
1: yeah, he flashed out of uh, the... Uh, remaining. I think it was the Q... Like it was that yeah, last that was cue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he it just barely murder got murder off murder. the auto attack, and Paul Belter ceased to live on from that moment. And it it was a sad time for me, but I I had to applaud that play because I was like, oh my god, he lived, he yeah. lived. Um, yeah, I thought. What's
2: crazier it was, is that he was going against um, someone like Paul Belter, you yeah. know, who who was shown like many times. That he is a great player in any... The last great, you know, actual North American player. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. <sorry>. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, FlyQuest, that's right. Hi, I forget.
1: Yeah. And what's what's funny here is I'm looking at the uh, the bans from both sides, and I see the Envy banned out Bard and Rakan. So he bans out... They ban out the Rakan to keep uh, the synergy between Zaya and Rakan because Cody Sun did take Zaya which everyone's getting their paws on her now because she's showing to be strong and everyone has to learn her at some point. If you're an ADC, pick up Xayah, essentially. Um, yeah, but, definitely. But so Rakan gets taken out because we saw how strong that was when uh, Aframu jumped all the way across the map to uh, catch people out in the CLG Cloud 9 match, I believe it was.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But then they also banned out Bard, which I know is a favorite of Olay's. Now seeing those two banned out, I would have immediately thought uh Olay would have taken Thresh, because that's kinda mm-hmm. that's kind of a favorite of his, and it does decently into Karma and into Varus. Um but he took Blitzcrank, which is more of that heavy playmaking, like it it all it takes is one hook. And he ended up going two, six and two. So I want to say there was some... I, I want to say there was some uh, picking errors on Immortals' side also. I, I think they were gearing up to go a little cheesy, and it just didn't work out too well.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Olay's proven himself now that he's a really great um, pick. Like you said, his Bard is so aggressive. Um, one of the most frightening Bards, to probably play lane against, and...
1: His karma, too. His karma is really yeah. good. Yeah.
2: But they were like, you know, or to see teams ban out, like, just even potentially, like, carry champions. Like, I like it when I see, like, the, um, the, when they ban out Lee Sin from Envy, you know? Because mm-hmm. Lyra is, like, such a Lee god. Yeah. But like, Smithy was able to pick it up in this match, so that's really good. <laughs> but, no.
1: Yeah. Alright, so let's, let's move on to match two. So we have uh, Envy. Uh, Seraph is taking Renekton. Lyra is taking Lee Sin. Pyrian is taking Ari. Apollo on Ash. And then Hakuo on Karma once again. Um, on Immortals, Flame took Galio once more. Ixmithy uh, took Rek'Sai. Pole Belter took Oriana. cody took Varus. And Olay took Thresh. A pick that. I'm surprised he didn't take in the first match. Now, this, like, I want, I want to see the score spread here. Okay, so they, this match went a little bit longer, and had did it? I'm right. Yeah, it went a little bit longer, and the the match ended. Uh, let's see. What was, uh the? Okay, so yeah, the match ended. Envy, Envy went twenty, and I'm not reading this right, am I? No. No. Yeah, Envy
2: did go twenty. Huh? Envy went twenty.
1: Yeah, Envy went twenty, but it Immortals did not go nine, unless you. I think
2: they went five.
1: It went five. Okay. I I'm looking at. I was like, that doesn't look right. uh, I'm
2: sorry. It's actually NV one eighteen and Immortals one five.
1: Okay, yeah, that's it. it, This was uh, it was kind of a stomp. Lyra looks like he did amazing things on Leeson, sitting at a record of six zero and ten. He had a perfect game. Pyrian on Ari went five one and six. He had a pretty good game. Apollo had four one and nine. And Hakuho ended up with 0, 2, and 14. They, like, Envy is just, I think they're really heating up. I think they really want to be in that top three spot for the end of this this season. Is what it's looking like to me. Walk me through this match.
2: Okay, so, had a really super close... Uh, Bobaster got um killed by first blood on, like, a three-man dive. Mm-hmm. So close. I think Lyra walked away with like 50 health. Uh, Sarah walked away with less than 200, and then um, uh, Ari's mid laner, their mid laner, it was just it, it was just so close for me to think like, wow, like if he brought ignite, this match would have been really <laughs> one sided for Ovelter winning on that end, on that dive. But they were able to make the call. Um, super close by then. Mm-hmm. Also, Thresh had a really good series of hooks, Olay Um but they just didn't turn out in favor of Envy. Um uh, I mean um for Immortals. Envy was really able to react really well, I think. Um interesting to see um the new uh Rexai yeah. rework into play because I've had I've I've played a few matches with it. Um I don't think it's exactly at the level that Riot wants and that's And I'm so glad they changed that in the recent patch. Uh, We'll talk about that later. (laughs) But I think uh, Seraph had an amazing um, match as well as uh, Lyra. Yeah. Like they're just right now showing that. um, Because I remember in the very beginning of last season, they were just like, it was like one of those arguments. It's like, oh, you guys are just holding, you know, Lyra down, Envy, just let him go, let him go to another team. But now it seems like Envy has now proven themselves to be a top-tier, um, or a really good spot, you know. I wouldn't yeah. say top-tier yet. We know, we know what was holding Envy the B- back. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things. I don't know. I always liked Apollo, too. So when they said that Apollo was on Envy, I wasn't, like, you know, shocked by it or anything. I, I liked Apollo when he was back on Dignitas and uh, everything. So it was really fun to yeah. watch this match. Um, sorry, I know you love uh, Immortals, <laughs> but... After after those after the after mid game basically it was just Envy's game.
1: Yeah, I I can see that. It, I mean, you it's... could
2: not. Yeah. You just had so much control. Um, with blinking red lights, you know, yeah, on their health bars. But it was it was definitely a match that um.
1: I'm a little surprised that Paul Belter hasn't picked back up Callen uh, this season be, or during this split because last split cold Delzer, every time he was on talon he was making these amazing plays and i feel like talon plays decently into ari so and has a lot of map pressure which i think immortals could have probably used in this match but that's that's not here nor there um let's move on to one of the big headliner matches of saturday which was the first match dignitas versus tsm um. So, Dignitas started out their first match. Someday on Jace Shrimp, who is kind of their new jungler, but he's a. Uh, they're they're doing the swap game, kind of like SKT does with their jungler. Um, swapping out Shrimp and putting in chaser every so often. So you have Shrimp on Lee Sin, you have Cassio on. Or Keen are Keen on Cassiopeia, you have Lod on Ferris, and you have Big on Bard. Finally, on TSM, you have Hanser on Kennen, which isn't a favorite pick of his, Aaron on Ivern, Bjergsen on Talia, Double Lift on Caitlyn, and Biofrost on Karma. Um, so TSM's picks in this match look a little too by the book aside from Bjergsen's. Talia, which he's really good on. I I I think Bjergsen is probably one of the best Talias I've seen in NA, if not the best Talia in NA. But as far as the other lanes go, you have like Hanser on Kennen. Hanser do, hasn't really made a name for himself at any point on using Kennen. Uh, Doublelift on Caitlyn. I know he's good with Caitlyn, but I feel like. I feel like there's other champions that he's he could use uh, that are like more enjoyable for him to use. Just like thinking back, watching his stream, um, you have Biofrost on Karma, which he does like Karma. So I'll give that to him. But that's also just a really there's nothing interesting about their picks, as far as I'm concerned. And there, and as far as Dignitas aside, I would say the same thing. Aside from the fact that I was this match started, and I was like, who the hell is Shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> so, he, uh, so, so run me through how this match went down.
2: So, this was a really interesting match. Um, it was, a, it was an ups- it was an upset on, um, TSM side, because everyone thought that TSM were going to take this one, but Dignitas has shown early in the season that they are able to compete with these top tier teams, especially someday. Who is uh, right now taking advantage I think of uh, Hunter's slump I would call it a slump because he's, he's had pretty good success on carry champions before at top lane but player right now it seems like uh, yeah <laughs> he was close to being um, he, was, uh, he was close to being last year's uh, player of the year player of the split right you said
1: yeah no last yeah, split so. he was player of the split I believe
2: no it was Arrow
1: Oh yeah, it was arrow no two thousand end of two thousand sixteen he was player of the
2: split and that's what yeah, so he was having he was getting pretty close like with it I think is a great player, but he needs to he's a very confident player at that too, and I think still m s i is still kind of um showing that um him and Sven right now, which Sven eventually did get a really great game you know on another team but <laughs> <laughs> but right now at this point in The timeline, I would say, Um, both of them aren't having the greatest of matches right now. Like I know Shrimp is such a Shrimp proved himself to be a really great player, actually.
1: Yeah, no, I was I was really Uh, impressed with the way he handled himself on Lee Sin, and I was just mm -hmm. I was just like constantly the whole time, who the hell is this guy? Where's Chaser? What happened? (laughs) So. Um, but I do think he's definitely like a a good thing for Dignitas to have. Definitely. Yeah. But uh let's move on to to match two. So the the first match ended in a loss for TSM. Um it was a turnaround and King Ke- or uh Yeah, it was it was a turnaround and it things just ended up going in Dignitas's favor. We get into game two and in this match, we have Hanser on Galio, Svenskeren on Lee Sin, we have Bjergsen on Talia again, Double Lift on Zaya, Biofrost on Rakan, didn't get banned out this time, uh, Sunday on Renekton, Shrimp on Elise, Keen on Cassiopeia, Laud on Varus once more, and Big on Braum. Mm. Yep, yeah, take me through it. I, I Hmm. yeah.
2: So in this match, um Rumble, uh Hunter's Rumble uh was a really, really fucking great uh he went, I think Hunter hey, played I, I Rumble? Know, he had like a good four kills like in the first.
1: Did Hunter play Rumble in this match?
2: Yeah, Hunter played Rumble in game two. We're on game two, right?
1: Yeah, we're in game two. Oh, we have it in the notes as galley. Yeah. What happened here? <laughs>
2: I'm watching there's something else.
1: but Yeah, really... no, Hanser took Galio.
2: For game two?
1: Yeah, Hanser took Galio in game Sorry. two.
2: No, I'm actually watching a different match. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: let's
2: just delete that. Yeah, Should... just, let's just back that up.
1: Um, yeah, so tell me about Hanser on Galio.
2: <laughs> so Hunter on Galio... Was really good. You <laughs> know, who knew Galio could be really fucking tanky?
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think great... everyone everyone knew yeah. Galio could be really yeah, goddamn tanky. It's
2: good to see the changes they're making. I mean, he wasn't Galio wasn't touched in this patch at all. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen now with the new passive rework mm. um, for Doran's Ring. Yeah, but, I yeah, Hunter I... was just a fearless dude walking in on five players going in on um. Baron on Dignitas, it was so clutch that, I think, um, because they still got the Baron, sure, um, Dignitas, but after that, um, the fight that happened afterwards kind of, uh, burned a lot of summoners, I would say, for, um, Envy, and then Bjerg had this amazing wall that trapped three players up on topside blue, mm-hmm. and, um um uh Bjerg on this Talia. Like you said, Bjerg's Talia it's just it's just wow. It's, it's
1: next level, man. It's, yeah, dude. it's he's he's really good on this champion. He yeah, I wanna I say
2: Roggen are the best right now at Talia.
1: I like honestly if Bjirgson took Talia up against uh who he's Aurelian soul, I think that would be a, a crazy match to watch. And I honestly I think Bjirgson might walk away the victor in that. I know that who he's amazing on a soul, but i I would like to see that matchup happen so yeah it's it, I'm, it,
2: it <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see um but like i said uh yeah uh it's exactly what they needed um also biofrost had a, landed a really great uh flash ult with rockin um mm-hmm. that totally took me by surprise. It was just an instant delete on Dignitas. Uh, and uh, it's interesting to see what in the next coming few games, I think, with Dignitas, now that Shrimp has like, proven himself you know, to be a pretty good um, debut. Or I'm yeah. not sure if it's debut. I, I feel no, like I've the name.
1: He's part. proven himself to be a really like
2: good asset as far yeah, as... Like... That's, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. Dignitas because I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen shrimp before. I think he was like on
1: I see I want yeah, I, wa- like... I want to say I've seen highlight reels of him before um but I like I that was so long ago that when I saw his name I was just like who the hell what is shrimp really? Yeah, <laughs> and then he just went work. off. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, this this game 2 ended in TSM's favor. Hanser and Birkson did some really good plays. Uh Spence didn't look too well on that lease in. He ended up one, six, and seven. And then yeah. Double Lift went ten, zero, and five on Zaya. Um, if if you keep up with Double uh his YouTube channel and a stream, for a while he was playing Zaya, calling himself the Zaya Messiah. So I think he has a pretty good handle on her. He he's played her quite a bit just to get the hang of her. So, I think that's going to be kind of a... I think that's going to end up being a ban for him in the future. So, let's move on to... Game. Or they're going to want to
2: prioritize that pick, I would say.
1: Yeah. They're either... Either they're going to... TSM's going to want to prioritize that pick, or the other team's going to want to ban it. Because I think Doublelift really has uh, more of an understanding of her kit than he lets on. Because when whenever he's talking in streams and stuff like that, he's like, yeah, I don't get it. But he... He, I've watched him do the craziest things with this champion in his stream, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah dude, you're full of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, let's move on to game three. We have someday on Fiora, which was oh, God. interesting. We have... I don't even have
2: to say anything else after that. We have,
1: <laughs> we have Shrimp on Lee Sin, we have Malz on... Or keen on Mal's, on Ash, and Big on Zyra. But, let's face it, everyone, this is someday on Fiora match. So... Yeah. Um, and then you have... Hanser took Renekton to try to do I don't know what into a Fiora. Uh, Svenskeren on Elise, Bjergsen on Karma. Hmm. Interesting. He must have been hanging out with uh, Spazzy lately. Double lift on Caitlyn and Biofrost on Bard. Ah, ah, take me through it.
2: (laughs) So Hunter had a really surprising, great one v one for first blood against the against someday. Um, with his Renekton, that uh, he surprised everyone. No one would think like, no way. He just totally soloed killed someday. But after that (laughs) happened. It just didn't go uh, his way at all. Uh, Someday had a great game on Fiora, which I cannot understand. Like I said earlier about, like, you, you should always ban out Lee Sin a, from Envy, you know, or at least prioritize that pick and get it first. Mm-hmm. Because Lyra is such a beast on um, Lee Sin, as Someday is the god on um, Fiora. So it's like, you know, those are my only two,
1: uh, <laughs> those I would what- say. And I did notice that in the bands this time around, Dignitas did end up banning out Zaya and Talia. So they were done with that nonsense.
2: Yeah, they <laughs> it's such a great um comp. I'm don't I do not i do not think we're gonna see Talia much playing right now for Bjerg anymore because he's proven himself being a really great Talia player. Yeah. And although Zaya she's still kind of new, I think she's a great to see her even get this far like with Camille in the beginning you know you saw her like in the first few matches and then she became 100% banned yeah you know, after her release and I'm surprised that ha- hasn't happened yet to her it's been more rocking but I can understand that part of it too because he's such a great support whose play whose playmaking ability is like un- unparalleled next to bards you know yeah so it's really interesting to see where um uh where the new meta is going to be taken um on the next I, I hope seven point twelve is coming out I mean for this week of NA LCS or it might be the week after, you know?
1: Um seven point twelve, yeah, it will be it'll be it won't be this weekend, it will be the following weekend. It'll
2: be this weekend for NALCS? No, it won't be this weekend. It'll be
1: the following weekend.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So that will so be I, interesting to see where that goes.
1: Let me see here. What what's her ban rate right now? So Saya's win rate right now, she is sitting at, as of the ninth, she is sitting at a pretty healthy win rate of just above 50%. And yeah. her pick rate is sixth right now of all the ADCs. And where is the ban rate? Oh, she's not banned at all. No, that's that's a lie. She is banned. I'm not going to worry about uh-huh. it. We need to move on. Let's move on okay. to our next match. Um, so that match ended Dignitas to TSM1 in Dignitas' favor. Yep. Now to the next match. Uh, this was game two of Saturday, and it was CLG versus Echo Fox. Um, Echo Fox has been doing their little bit of training with the meme team, so let's see how it went for them. So, first match you have Looper on Kennen, you have Grig on Ivern, you have Frog, excuse me, Frogin on Talia, Keith on Lucian, Gate on Karma, and then on CLG, you have Darshan taking Galio, who is this champion overpicked? I don't know. Uh, Dardok on Rengar, Huhi on Ari, 6 A on Varus, and then Aframu on Bard, which, how did they miss that?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So
2: I think a lot of this match was on Froggen being really great on the um, on Talia. I think he's probably one of the also the if not or Bjerg he would probably be one of the most best players out of um, for Talia. His walls are just amazing as well. He sees them all the time before they even happen. It's pretty incredible to see Talia players. Yeah. Do things like that. Although C L G had a great game for um Kuki on Ari. I think he had a really great um set of charms that landed a few times that were kind of surprising. Uh he was able to like two V one for like a small bit, um, Froggen and Keith. Of course he went down when the whole team arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still a really good set of um skirmishes, I would say, because even though it, it was pretty look like it could always go the other way you know
1: yeah i i would i will say so um yeah the the new echo fox is actually looking quite strong compared yeah i
2: like their new um jungler that they brought in
1: yeah definitely even though i'm surprised that they got rid of Acadian.
2: oh it's just it's, they didn't get rid of him um rick fox sent out a mentioning that, that we have a 10 man roster and we u- plan on utilizing that. So I think we'll see other players also join in, you know. Okay. They're trying to build up on this um right. on this team that they've created.
1: They're they're making they're making Keith fight for his life. That's what they're
2: doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised to see who's uh I don't actually know who's the, um Keith's uh his backup. Sub. His sub. Yeah, or I guess they said they don't bench players. Yeah, that's what Rick Fox says. We don't bench players. This is a 10 man roster. Like okay. that's what it is, you know.
0: Right, well, so wait. they never
2: benched Acadian. I they wait. just gave some time for him, for the new um, jungler for Fox. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how far he can go. I think he's a great player. A lot of people were saying like, "Oh, they would have won if Acadian was in it." It's like, I don't know about that one. His playstyle is kind of different. Um, I think he's a great Lee Sin player. Uh, the new jungler. Yeah. Uh, which I don't. Know how to pronounce his name, so I'm never going to say it until Grig. I learn it. It's <laughs> Grig. It's Grig. Grig? Is it Grig? Yes, it is Grig. It um, is Grig. Okay, cool. All
1: right. So um, let's move on to match two, where this match went on to be 40 minutes long. 40 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, we have Darshan on Fiora. We have Dardok on Gragas. We have Huhi on Orianna. We have Six A on Varus, and then we have Afrumu on Zyra, and then on Fox we have Looper on Rumble, Grig on Leeson, Froggen on Talia, Keith on Caitlyn, and Gate on Galio. Um, now this match did go in Echo Fox's favor, I'll say that much, but. I'm really surprised by that fact because it looks like Darshan went off and usually Dardok is crazy talented on Gravius. So, yeah. Tell me about it.
2: So, Darshan went off, like you said. Like, oh my god. He he ended the match uh, double, I think. Um, Kills. Double unit kills. I think he went like 10 and then he never... Went out after that. Yeah, he had 10 kills that entire match. He went off, but you can do so much with a Fiora, you know. And I feel like, um, Bardock, as great as he is with, um, Gragas, he was never exactly successful in, um, his ultimates, which is a huge thing, you know, for, uh,
1: yeah, you have to be able to, you have to be able to place the combo. enemy where you want them.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was able to get a lot of picks, like for off of Keith and everything and helping Darshan, um, I think Echo Fox was playing the map extremely well as well, you know? Yeah. Like, whenever there were, uh, wherever the team was somewhere, uh, Echo Fox was doing something else on another side of the map, so it was really smart of them to see it like that. Um, and again, Froggens Talia went off as well. He was able to block them out of Baron, so there wasn't even a Baron fight. He just basically, he just walled them off so that way they couldn't even get close, and it ended right there. They are like, okay, well, that
1: sucks. <laughs> that <laughs> I sucks. Guess it happened that sucks this happened i'm actually kind of surprised that darshan didn't take uh he didn't take uh yasuo like i've been looking i've been looking for an excuse for him to take yasuo this season and since yasuo is kind of busted right now and he has a freaking 94% ban rate in solo queue and and riot is like pulling their hair because they're like oh we have to we have to accelerate our small scale rework of this guy they're gonna do like a kenan or like a kindred slash reksai style rework of him to make him not ban 94 percent of the time i'm surprised darshan didn't take him just like as an excuse just to be like oh yeah i like this champion and he's op right now why not
2: (laughs) Uh, i don't know i don't think we'll ever see him right now in solo queue until the rework just because you
1: you mean in professional play
2: yeah in professional play sorry yeah um just because it i feel like um there but at the same time he isn't ideal for comps right now um with the way the meta is changing
1: I don't know, you know with the way people are picking galio you wouldn't want to see that galio ult into a into uh yasuo ultimate
2: yasuo <laughs> Empian, you know and that's the scary part is that you always want to have a safe mid laner you don't want to have a a ballsy one just going all in. I mean, Zawei Zhao was, like, one of the best Yasuos in recent yeah. memory right now. Which was, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, that's, like, the last time I feel like I've even seen Yasuo play. But, all right. it could have been sooner.
1: So, after this last match of CLG and Fox, we're going to start accelerating this. I'm going to stop doing the okay. rosters because we're we're taking a bit of time um okay so now let's let's so this final match uh it this was the nail in the coffin for uh Echo Fox and the uh, scoreline ended up 19 and 7 uh 7 on the side of Echo Fox tell me what happened
2: here so um, i think uh, some of the bands that went through for helped a lot for um CLG side, because mm-hmm. I I guess they've been banning out um like, I'm like trying to swallow something real quick <laughs> yeah no problem but um yeah. they had a few bans on like Zach Thresh um for a uh, C of uh, CLG banned that out for Echo Fox I'm not sure if they had some recent success with Lucian as well. Um, because they banned that out for Keith. Maybe Froggen actually might have been playing mid-Lucian. Um, because that was just a band that came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure... I can see a Froggen being a great uh, player for... As a great m- mid-Lucian player, but we never saw that. So maybe we'll see it later in the future. Can who we, knows? Can, I think. He's,
1: can we comment on the fact that who he went 7-1-9 on Cassadin? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's such a great scaling champion. Where a lot of the time is um, what what's great about Cassidy is that ahead, if you don't ever get kills, sure, but you're never really behind, and that's kind of what, one of the great things is that if you're not behind with Cassidy, then you're kind of ahead. You know, yeah. it's one of those things because his scaling is like frogging.
1: Okay, I so. So hey, hang on. Uh, let's let's start back at the beginning of what you were talking about with Cassidy because you dropped out twice there.
2: So I think Cassidyin is a great um, was a great pick for CLG. Um, uh, Kuki has proven himself to be a pretty solid mid laner, despite a lot of people really upset that Obelter left CLG. You know after winning. Um, um, COG's first season actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I'm really excited to see this new who he, um, who's very more aggressive and who's showing that he's more than just a really soul player, you know. Yeah, he went off on this Cassidy, like no one's business, no one predicted that, especially since he had like a rough start with it mm-hmm. by getting like trying to take on a uh, uh, Grig. Uh, Dragon Pit and everything. Yeah. But he was able to, um, close out the match positively. And uh, I don't think we'll see Cassin for him again, maybe. Because it was... Cassin is just such a great pick. He scales so well. And if you're not behind, you will never be behind after that, you know? All you need is, like, to dive Q and E and then that's it. your combo basically delete <laughs> these fools. <laughs> it's insane to see, um cast it in again in the meta. I'm kind of happy about it. It's going to be interesting to see how far it goes. People are going to be trying to pick.
1: I think it's still such a niche pick that it's still pretty safe. I don't think Riot's going to be looking to to nerf it or anything anytime soon. I think it's still so situational that it's just a matter of like eh, it could be there.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and and there's no need to ban I mean to uh, nerf him. I think He's in a really good spot. Sure, he's really strong, but that's because of his late game, you know? Yeah. They've gotta learn how to like close out matches and competitive play at least. Um much quicker, I would think. Uh <laughs> I think there was a recent AMA from like one of the best uh casted in or one of the um a mid laner who's looking to be in the academy for riot right now, um for NACS. And he said that um he named like I think three mid laners that are right now really great. Um solo queue, which was Cassidy, LeBlanc, and uh, Syndra. <laughs> yeah, those are the three picks. And who two people are in those three, you know? We've got LeBlanc and we've got Cassidy. And Froggen had a really great early game for LeBlanc, you know? So we can't dismiss it saying that it was Froggen's fault for picking Cassidy. He was able to suppress Huhi really well early game. Like, I think Huhi had a back like twice early match because of Froggen's pressure onto him. Yeah. And he was like two or three levels behind in the beginning. But, or, I'm pretty sure it was just two. And then he Level turned nine, it
1: around. He turned it around and stomped it. Like I base. said, if you don't
2: kill the Cassidy, then Cassidy is never really behind. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you basically stop Cassidy, is if you kill him and make sure that he's never part of the assisting proz- process, because if he gets so many assists, um, it can scale for him as well just as easily, because all he really needs is that first ROA. Um, and... He, he pretty much is pretty safe throughout the match after that because because he scales so well. Uh, but, but I think him and Dardoch had an amazing match. I love seeing Graves. I think Graves is a great um, champion right now, even though with recent nerfs. But this was a close one for Echo Fox. I think they could have turned this around um, at some point in the match, you know? Uh, in the very beginning, like I said, if they had pressure more onto um, Kuki, so congratulations mm-hmm. to him. And it was just good to see uh, to see Echo Fox still showing that they're not like last seasons or the past year. Um, an even weekend, yeah. Like, it's an odd week, you know, so it's a good week for them. Yeah,
1: the the meme continues, yeah. man. Like even even though they did, they I are think, playing better. I think, better, I good think good the bad meme bad continues. <laughs> As far as Dardock on Graves goes, I think Graves is like a really good counter pick against Lee Sin, definitely. So i'm I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy about the way the uh, match turned out, and I'm actually really looking forward to the way CLG is going to evolve throughout this season and where Echo Fox is going to go. I want Echo Fox to go further than they have gone lately, but no telling. Um, let's move on to the, uh, next match, which is Immortals versus FlyQuest. Uh, so, this is Immortals victory. They, they pulled this off of FlyQuest, and I believe they did it. Yeah, it, the, the match went to three matches. FlyQuest won match two, Immortals winning game one and, uh, game three. And... Let's let's talk a little bit about game one here because actually let's let's skip game one. It looks like it was it was really close. Uh, the the score line ended nineteen and seventeen, and I don't quite remember what all went down here. I know that I was really enjoying watching Flame playing Cannon. It's a little bit of a different a change of pace. Would you agree with that?
2: Uh yeah. Um. Flame got destroyed, I would think, by Balls. Sorry, who was ever a Flame (laughs) fan? Or not destroyed, but I think Balls had really great playmaking moments in this match. He had a lot of great TPs and was able to just become a force of nature that scared everyone, and so did High, because High's talent is really good, you know? I don't know why people don't ban it more often.
1: (laughs) I agree. Um, Yeah.
2: But you know what's interesting, um, about this one comp that I wanted to talk about? Is is that that... Wild
1: Turtle took Ziggs?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's actually true. Uh, he took Ziggs, but it's for a good reason, because they don't have, they didn't have any AP power when, you know, they, um...
1: Yeah, because all of their picks were were AD. Yeah, because... And I actually, I really like that. I like that they... that's a
2: really great reverse, you know, pick, because everyone's like, oh, he's going Talon, but they have a Jarvan, and, um and a Moon Elise. Like, they didn't expect it, basically a Ziggs to be the ADC for this match, you know? Yeah. So... He, this match. this So it was a really smart, like, comp, I think. It just didn't work out in their oh. favor. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't, it didn't work out in the end, but I think that if they make a few adjustments to it, maybe take out the um, Jarvan, for maybe, like, a Galio, or, you know. But he was banned that match. That's probably why they didn't pick it, but...
0: Yeah. I uh, think
2: maybe a more tankier top, I think they would have had some really great success, because this is a really interesting um, comp um, I just saw, and I was really excited about it. It was a good match. Yeah, let's talk about Game 2, though.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Game 2. So, uh, this is the match that FlyQuest pulled off Immortals. Um, Balls went Kennen, and Flame went Gragas, uh, which is kind of basic, but... Then we also have uh, Wild Turtle now back on Ash, and we have Cody Sun picking up Zaya now. So what what were the big highlights of this match?
2: Uh, the, some of the big highlights was that Moon has proven himself to be a great Rengar player. <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> what and... you mean the guy who plays like Eve all the time? Is, yeah, right. Like... <laughs> yeah,
2: he's a great assassin you know who knew it was it was fun just don't give him
1: Shaco just don't give him Shaco like meh
2: I really like Shaco for him but it just never works out
1: it never works it It never works
2: they give it it way too many (laughs) tries for my taste. but it was such a fun pick to see you know um, that he at least attempted it and that's what he did a lot in solo queue too I guess he found so much success in it in solo queue he thought it would translate well but it didn't I agree. I'm really glad that Rengar was a pick for him because he's he looks so good on this champion. Um, I really like Moon uh, and High together. Um, Their combos really fun, and so are Kennen's. You know, all this combo to see it too Mm -hmm. with uh, Kennen uh, Oriole. It's just like unbeatable next to Kennen Shen. So it's really fun to see um, Moon taking a victory over Immortals. (laughs) on a match that was pretty close in the beginning I would think Um, or not in the beginning, sorry, in mid-game but later on they were able to close it out so it was fun
1: Yeah, that it was Uh, and then we come to our final match Immortals win at 33 minutes 38 seconds Um, this match ended 19 and 10 it went pretty heavily in Immortals favor Wild Turtle took Jin, which I question, definitely, but it, it, <laughs> he, he did pretty decent on it, but, I mean, when I think Wild Turtle, I definitely don't think Jin, like...
2: Okay, here's, here's where I am so upset about, is that, yes, he took Jin, and what's worse is that he took Jin against a Zach. you know? One <laughs> of the most immobile champions in the game right now, and you go against Zach. And that was another thing that they didn't do was ban Zach. And Zach, like is... that was the first ban, a hundred percent ban. Yeah, right I... up until this moment for me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And it just went, and and it's sad because FlyQuest had a really great early game mm-hmm. um, until they didn't. You know, <laughs> it's it... like I'm just you're winning, and and
1: I'm noticing the. Uh... I'm noticing that Rengar had been banned off of Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Which, no he's one... He's a great Graves player, though. Yeah. I, no, I agree that Moon's a really good Graves player. Moon's actually a really good all-round player. He is probably one of the highlight players for FlyQuest last split. But just seeing that, like, he picked a champion one time, and next match the, t- the team he's up against, it's just like, nope, we are not doing that again. Like, yeah. is is... I feel like, on, as far as other teams go, Rengar isn't even a contested pick anymore. So, yeah, see, they've, he's been nerfed to the ground, but Moon took him and he was like, I'll still use this guy. the only
2: person <laughs> I think right now that has known that um, you got to ban Rengar on him. Yeah. Because Moon will go off on him. He's such a smart, calculated player. And I think that's what makes Moon so stand out from other junglers, because he uses champions like Shaco... Um, and Eve. Yeah, where you
1: really have to focus on like you... placement of the champion, and you really have to look
2: for. And You've got to really think about timing for situations like okay, I've got this amount of time till the wave comes, you know, before he could possibly see me. I can only come out right here, right now, you know. Yeah. If you, if you ever see his, um, his, uh. His button placement, whenever he's moving, it's a very like quick and like calculated. He he'll make a decision to go into one direction, and they'll make another di- um decision to go in another direction. And he's like, okay, I've got to be smart about where I'm at exactly right now because anything can happen. Like these are the few situations, and I feel like that's what he stands out to me at least the most about. And so it's really fun to see him play a champion like Rengar and Graves. You know, he's a good Graves player, like you said, but it's not like so much about calculation at that point. No, it's about making sure you can. Just one-shot your enemy. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. get rid of whoever their biggest threat is. Right? Yeah. Play, play, so play Actually was... play the Assassin game.
2: And so he had a he had a great... Highquests had a really great start, but Xmithie on the Zac is just going to go off. You can just go tank, and after that, the rest can be done by your um, teammates, because they're never going to have a hard time making sure that Zac can get at some because yeah, it it's basically a Zach alt, you know. Yeah. Um, except it re- re- works in reverse, where it's the enemy team coming to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's always fun.
1: <laughs> all right, so let's let's I move like on. Just needs friend, Zach. Yeah. No, it's. I think. I think Zach should probably be banned at least until the next patch rolls through for him. Even though yep. all that he got was damage nerfs, but still, I think it's going to help out. But let's move on to the next match. And this one we're just going to sprint over because this match was Envy versus TL. Uh, Envy won this the, this set of three. He, they won it 2-1. Uh, TL actually pulled a match off of them. And all I will say is I did not expect anything from this match until I saw Envy beat Immortals. And then once Envy beat Immortals, I was like, okay, this match is obviously going to go to Envy, which it did. I was surprised that TL was even able to get a single match. And I was also surprised that Lyra had a, a negative, or it's not a negative score line, but it's not a great score line by the end of the first match. Um, but moving on to the second match, he... Oh, well, we got... Right? Oh, okay. So maybe... So, what I'm seeing here, actually, is that maybe Rainover might have Lyra's number. So, it looks like, it looks like in the first match and in the second match, Rainover kind of did the counter-jungling uh, counter game. In the second match, it was more a matter of, like, okay, well, you're going to play... Something that's going to be really bursty. I'm going to play something that's just going to run at you like a truck and beat you to death. He's, he played Olaf into Lira's uh, very infamous Nidalee, and in the first match, uh, Rainover played Ivern into Lira's. Um, yeah, these matches are essentially all about the jungler at this point. I don't. I don't even care about the rest of the team. I just want to talk about these junglers because I love Rainover and Lyra's a boss. Right. So, uh, yeah. The in the lose.
2: Galio mid was an interesting pick because he actually had success on it while Burgeson did it, you know.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So So let's let's I I want to I want to do a quick soapbox on this Galio mid nonsense. So Galio mid, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think it's stupid. I think it has way too many counter picks and it promotes it essentially just promotes the enemy mid laner to take a top laner and fight you as as galio in the mid as we saw who he do into birixen at the same time right now galio is getting he's getting some number changes on the pbe they're trying to increase his ap damages take off some of his defensives and put him in the mid lane so yeah so i'm <laughs> i'm going to be really unhappy in the coming like 2 3 patches like I'm just going to be like, oh my god, they're playing Galio mid lane again. Please, someone kill this guy. Please, just kill him. Put him out of his misery. I don't want to see this. Even though I do see that Golden Glue, one, is still getting some play, and two, uh, he actually did really well on Galio. He went... What is this? He went five zero oh, and 12 um, And he did that into an re, which is pretty impressive. But aside from that, like, shh, F this champion. Like, I, I'm not... <laughs> like I am not happy You're not about a Galio fan. I'm not so when the rework first went through I was like oh this is awesome I kind of felt sad because I was like this this rework is so much better than Warwick's rework was and then now time has gone by and I'm just like fed up with this champion <laughs> especially he's just too tanky yeah well especially once Bjergsen started playing him in the mid lane I was just like I'm fed up with this champion get get this out of here um yeah, now let's let's move on to match three, which since the victory for Envy, and we're gonna talk about the jungle again. I, I'm telling you, man, I think uh, well, Lyra Lyra had a better score line. He ended up three, four, and eight, and Rainover went one, two, and three on Gragas. I don't think Rainover's ever really been too strong of a Gragas player, honestly. But uh, overall, essentially, Envy won. End of story. Let's move on to the next match which was on a Sunday and I would love to take time to talk about this match. Let, let me see what else happened on Sunday before we just because yeah, so we could honestly spend a lot of time on this match. Like just the
2: C9 versus Fox?
1: Yeah. Just, just the first match of C9 versus Fox we could spend a lot of time on. Okay, so we, okay. So we had TL versus Dig which was kind of interesting because TL won. Um, and then we had CLG versus TSM and TSM. Ah, oh, man, there's there's too good of stuff. Okay, so we can't spend too much time on this. We gotta we gotta spread it out. We gotta give other matches love. But anyway, so uh, the next match was Sunday, and it was Echo Fox versus Cloud Nine, and the ultimate clown fiesta ensued in match one for one hour one minute. 34 seconds and i watched this match and <laughs> and i gotta say fox should have won this match at 30 minutes echo fox should have won this game at 30 minutes
2: i actually didn't watch this match so why don't you take it okay take me through it.
1: echo fox echo fox was so far ahead froggen had roamed and he had gotten plenty of kills uh, Zaya bot lane had gotten plenty of kills. They had, were up on turrets. They had all... At one point, they had all of Cloud9's... Uh, uh, all of their inhibitor turrets down. They had two of their inhibitors down. And they had both of the Nexus turrets down. Right? And Cloud9 won a fight in their base. They protected their Nexus. Cool! Great! That's awesome. But at the same... And I, I have to give props to sneaky sneaky went freaking off on ferris he ended this match with just to give a hint i mean he ended this match 11 2 and 7 but he ended this match with 673 farm which is astounding um and so he essentially was gatekeeper for the nexus and anytime uh the team would show up anytime Fox would show up and they try to backdoor anything like that. At one point, three or I want to say it was at least it was three or four members of Fox. At the forty-five, it was probably more like the fifty minute mark, tried to backdoor and they tried to push their way past uh, past Sneaky on Varus while Cloud Nine was at Baron fighting other members of Fox. Well, Cloud Nine cleaned up there they all backed at the same time showed up at the or sneaky had held them off from the nexus long enough that the team could just pop up at all at once from the uh from the fountain they jumped on them and killed these last three members of echo fox within i want to say half a second and it was really impressive to watch that and that but they couldn't do anything with it because all of their inhibitors were god so they're having to Clear waves rather than go finish the game, so this match ended up going to one hour and one minute and thirty four seconds. And from the from the moment that that happened to twenty minutes later when this game ended, uh, I knew that Cloud9 was going to win this. I knew that Fox just didn't have it together enough to pull this off because I've been I had like I have been in this situation before, being on a team where you have reached that mid-late-game point, and you're just better than the enemy team, and they can't get past you. So you just wait for that moment when death timers get so long that you kill them, and you just go take their base. And that's exactly what happened. So that was that match. Now let's move on to match two. This was a magic show. Did you watch this match, Caesar?
2: Uh, was this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, actually. This was a 23. This was
1: a magic show. That's what this was. I'm, let, let me go into it. Cloud9 was losing this match terribly. All the way up until the 20-minute mark. The ending score line for this match was... Let me see here. So the ending score line for this match was... Uh, 10 kills on Cloud9, 11 kills on Echo Fox. Now, Echo Fox earned those 11 kills slowly over time, over the course of that 20 minutes, right? They are doing really well up until the 20-minute mark. Cloud9 got one kill in that 20 minutes. But then, Cloud9 went to Baron. Echo Fox showed up. Cloud9 killed them, walked up mid lane with the Baron buff, proceeded to kill each member of... Of Echo Fox on their way to the Nexus, and they freaking stormtrooper marched to the Nexus through one, two, three, four turrets with the Nexus there, or with the inhibitor there. Stormtrooper marched through all these teams and destroyed the Nexus three minutes after getting Baron. This was ridiculous. I'm watching this match with my with my family with my son. I'm going like man, Fox might lose this. This might go to three matches. I turn away. I turn back, and Fox or er, and Cloud Nine is knocking on the front door of Echo Fox's base, very, very vigorously. And I'm just like, this match is over. What happened? Where did everything go? This. What are your comments on this, Caesar? What happened here?
2: It was a. It was a match that felt like. It's like, you, you, you see someone like solo queue players playing, you know, in the beginning, and you're like, wow, this solo queue team's actually winning this LCS team, and then all of a sudden, oh wait, they're an LCS team. They won, you know, it was so surprising <laughs> to me. I had no idea this was going to go in that direction. I think this match is going to, sh- um, this is the match that Echo Fox are going to look back at and say things like, holy shit, and I believe they are. But Jesus, do we not know how to not close out matches, you know, like and that's been the case right now for Echo Fox for a while. Is but, that
0: but this
1: wasn't even at a racing? point. This wasn't even at a point where it was like, Oh, this is obviously time to close out. This was like a random instance in time. It was like, Oh, Echo Fox is winning. Cloud nine behind behind in gold, behind in kills, behind in like let let's see what their CS is like. Uh, they were, they were, they were just behind, and then I, I, I need to see what this actual
2: like. So and the reason is. why they went, why they, why they were ahead, and then they went behind out of nowhere was because of the Baron play, and that's the terrible thing about Echo Fox's call is that Froggen was so low he couldn't actually be there in the pit with them because of impact, um, pressure that he added on him. And Gate, for some strange reason, wasn't in the Baron Pit as well. When if, if, if Gate was in that, this would have been a whole different story because Gate was Tom Kench and could have just eaten the player. And, like, probably if he had flashed, he could have just flashed out, you know? <laughs> and that would have been at least three surviving members instead of three dead ones. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. That's really just, like, <laughs> shitty luck right there. <laughs> Bad luck, so it, man. It sucks to see. Bad luck. So Fox lost this, but, you know.
1: And this was Impact's Number. debut game on freaking... <laughs> on, on Jarvan 4. I've never seen Impact play Jarvan 4. But let me, let me just run you through the numbers right here. Okay, so... At one minute, they're even. At two minutes, Cloud9's ahead. At three minutes, Cloud9 is ahead. And then... At four minutes... Uh, Echo Fox starts to pick up, right? And they're ahead, they're ahead, they're ahead. And then at uh, 9 minutes, Cloud9 is ahead by a little bit of gold. Just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. But then Echo Fox is ahead and their lead climbs to... They were ahead by four four 4.3k gold at 20 minutes. And then at... Twenty-one minutes. Cloud9 is ahead by five hundred and forty gold. So that's a one-minute difference for one team being ahead to the other. Dreams can come true.
2: From like almost a five K lead, yeah. they like four K ahead. Yeah.
1: It's, dude. It's, it was painful. It was so painful.
2: Yeah. It was just. It was... You just didn't believe it. once it was over, you were just like... I I don't know how... That must have been like a CLG moment for um, Echo Fox fans right there where you give false hope, you know? That
1: was... (laughs) That was terrible. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the next match was was Dignitas TL. And Dignitas lost this, which was surprising. People are actually thinking like, oh, maybe TL does have a little bit of fire to him. I think this match was more of a matter of uh Dignitas essentially was underprepared. They they lost because they had spent so much time preparing for TSM that they completely forgot that TL was a team as most people do on a good day. Um so yeah, TL won this. I don't really want to talk about this match. This I I like it's stupid. I it, lose more TL. I, you do not need to come back next year just wow. lose lose more get out of here i'm done with this nonsense piglet went off too piglet went like nine <laughs> and three in the third match or no game two he went nine three and seven on caitlin like psh, i i forgot that piglet could even like play league of legends um but yeah and then in game three but uh, who who has a highlightable score um, no one really it, game 3 was just a, a tussle and it ended in TL's favor yep that's it that's all they get from me um, on to TSM versus CLG in which TSM won and I was surprised by that I was thinking CLG is looking really strong this season so I was thinking CLG was actually going to walk them because TSM hasn't looked great, they don't look bad really but they don't look great Um but yeah, so it, things happened and CLG won game one tell me about the, the t- tell me how you feel about this Caesar. because I have muted uh, feelings
2: on it on CLG versus TSM game one? yep
1: well, and, like, the, their entire series. Tell, tell me about their whole series.
2: The entire series. <laughs> you had a lot of these calls you had to make in a certain amount of peer pressure time, and I feel like CLG was definitely feeling that pressure and that adrenaline that they didn't even realize that their health bars were low,
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they
2: <laughs> And they didn't. It's just it's just sad because Um Darshan, I don't know what he was thinking, but in the very end when he died to turret, oh man, that just honestly That
1: final push that they were supposed to win on and they died and they lost. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't even think they got the final turret either. Darduck was hitting the turret. Yeah. Wasn't able to secure it down and that was it basically after that um,
0: yeah.
2: Jurg
1: they, they went three uh, matches deep and, yeah, lost. and
2: it was a fun one to watch it was a really great match um, the last match at least it was upsetting for probably COG fans like it, it sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I agree with you I, I agree with you it does suck
2: but, I, but, you know, I don't blame them for winning. I'm actually happy TSM won because TSM are proving to not be a really bad team anymore, you know. These are the, this is the reg- we are NA, so we are getting represented by this team and, and rivals when that happens. We got to make sure that, you know, our teams that are in rivals already um, going against Europe aren't looking this bad as they are right now, other than C9, I would say, you know.
1: Can, can I share a secret with you? What's so- up? I kind of hope that TSM, like, they they're gonna go to Worlds, but I'm really hoping that they don't win uh, the summer split because I I want like a new team that is not C9, CLG, or TSM to win. Or Cloud9, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah
2: you said
1: that. Or, to win the championship at the end of the split because I I like I want a new NA team to go to Worlds and have their shot. Because I feel like our top, our quote unquote top three, can't cut it against like other nations. Like they just can't Are you do just it.
2: Saying that because you want immortals to make it the world, dude.
1: I would be happy with immortals, but honestly, <laughs> if you if you want to know the truth, I think the team that we have that would stand the best chance against, uh, like the best chance of like going to worlds and making a statement would actually probably be envy i think that team has the strongest chance of doing that i like and i know that sounds weird but i think that those players on that team are used to the metas because they can't a lot of them came from other countries right from other regions so they're Mm -hmm. used to the metas of these other regions already so I think that they would actually be able to thrive a lot better at Worlds and adapt to other things at Worlds because they would already be used to it. Um, but that's just my thoughts. I could be dead wrong, but who knows. Uh, so, then, so yeah. CLJ lost. TSM won. Uh, Bjergsen's amazing Antalya. Ban it. Now... Uh, so next match was FlyQuest versus, uh, P1. And this is where it really like occurred to me that P1 is garbage. FlyQuest won this, these matches two and zero. So Caesar, yeah, do they still need all tech? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. And
2: I'll tell you why. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me the, why. The
2: game, the game they won into, this is a game that T, te- um, at, um, that um, FlyQuest won it, but this was a game that I would not have mind them losing. It was the bottom two tier teams right now, fighting for ninth place. That's kind of sad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, um, and this, this match went on for, I think, it was like three matches, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this went on for three matches. Um, oh, God. Wild Turtle is just... I think he's a really good player, but it does not it fly quest style and and, and i make an argument for that because a lot of people will disagree with me and say like what the hell is wrong with you he's an aggressive player and everything you know and that's exactly fly quest style it's like yes that's true but yes sir and then you want a passive aggressor you know and it's that's what all tech was that's what he was great at was making sure that he secured kills when the whole chaotic mess was done and over with like and then finally when um, in this match, in Game 2, um, I can't remember who exactly Lucian was using, but it was, he was basically going versus P1 Zaya. I think. Um, Let me
1: see here, hang on.
2: See him, um, see it going in the other way. Yeah, you can check it out for me real quick.
1: Yeah, no, that, that didn't happen, man. That didn't happen? That didn't happen. What Are you're you talking sure? about
2: did not happen. No, oh, no, I'm totally 100% sure it happened.
1: Hang on, let me just double check. No, that did not happen. No one picked Zaya. Really? Nobody picked Zaya. Um, All right, hold on, give me Arrow What am I thinking about? Arrow picked Kalista.
2: Kalista?
1: Yeah, Arrow and Shady... Shady went uh, Thresh, and Arrow picked Kalista into Wild Turtles... Um, Ash and oh. Morgana, or Eliminations Morgana.
2: Sorry, that wasn't the match I think I was thinking of. I was thinking of another FlyQuest match.
1: Well, that didn't happen this time. Uh, yeah.
0: Huh?
1: That didn't happen this time. They should have had all tech. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: right?
1: Um, but yeah, FlyQuest. FlyQuest won this series, uh, pretty handily. I would say they they won their first match in what was their end the end time on this their their first match they won in 33 minutes 58 seconds second match they won in 25 minutes one second I think P1 is playing like garbage right now I think Arrow is just he's standing by the wayside and losing matches man he's just not playing good and he was a big highlight for them and. Ryu isn't playing the way he was playing during uh, the semifinals at the end of the spring split. So I think I think this team has a lot to work on, and I don't know. Zig played Ergot!
2: Yeah, that was cannon. a funny surprise. That was a fun surprise, actually. I'm not gonna lie; I was kind of I was I don't know. I like these those picks where it's like off meta. Zig likes some weird picks.
1: champions, man.
2: I mean. Did they ban the Kled? Is that why they didn't go Kled or?
1: Um, yes, they did ban the Kled. Flyquest did ban that's... out Kled and Zig was like, "I'm going to go Urgot."
2: <laughs> this will <laughs> so work." That's the thing though. That's so strange to me is that um But he went
1: Urgot and he didn't even like build a tier or a mono moon. Like Urgot has huge mana problems right now, so I'm surprised that this happened the way it did.
2: Um God right now isn't gonna make any comeback. I'm kind of glad about that yeah. he, he's getting a rework and we don't need to see him ever again. Or I guess he had a he had a, set, he had a bad send off now. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he's gonna have a bad send off. Everyone's gonna have a sour taste in their mouth, and then newer gods gonna, gonna come out. So uh, that was the last match of the series. So let's let's just run through it real quick. Dign- Dignitas ended out the weekend three and one. Immortals ended out the weekend three and one. Uh, envy is in the top in that top echelon now they ended out the weekend three and one tsm mm-hmm. is now two and two echo fox two and two cloud nine two and two uh team liquid is one and three FlyQuest is one and three and at the bottom of the barrel right now is phoenix one at zero and four uh it's not not looking too hot for them right now man not looking too long um, at all.
2: It's, and it's unfortunate, too, because I feel like a lot of it isn't on Arrow's fault, you know, on down and bot lane. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are saying... Uh, you know, I question why P1 ever got rid of Stunt, you know, <laughs> over Shady. Yeah. Like, I never... It's, I, bottom lane, but.
1: I wondered that same question, and I argue that with Brennan constantly. I'm like, why the hell would they keep shady and get rid of stunt when stunt was actually like doing positive things for the team? And when it's, it's like, oh, stunt was, stunt didn't communicate well or stunt was toxic. Yeah, but stunt was still good for the team. He still Mm -hmm. produced a win. I don't care. Like shady, shady might be the greatest guy in the world, and he freaking donates mutton to kittens or whatever, and is like a super cool dude to hang out with. But he's not producing a win. He's not. He's not being a great factor in the success of this team, and it showed ever since they got rid of Stun so well
2: adrian really i would say too
1: yeah that too but adrian like the whole thing the whole thing with adrian was like him and him and inori, inori. were driving and now inori is like a like i would never have thought that inori would end up being a dark spot on phoenix one but he's he's also playing pretty shitty right now i think <laughs> after i think after last split when like meteos came in and actually did like these crazy awesome things and then inori came back and he's like I think his confidence is just shot. I think he doesn't know how to live up to the legacy of Medios. Even though Medios, there there is no other player that takes this game less seriously than Medios. He has like a super good sense of humor about League of Legends. So, I I don't know. I think Enorie is too much in his head. Anyway, uh, let's talk about what matches are going to happen in what order next week. So, I'll let you go over EU. you,
2: you got this. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even have that opened up yet. Oh, man.
1: It's it's on the dock. It's on the dock, down at the bottom.
2: Okay. Cool. So you said I'm taking over EU?
1: Yeah, so just just run through, like, what matches are happening next week for EU.
2: Okay, so for EU, um... Thursday, we're going to be having Team Vitality versus Mysterious Monkey. That should be a probably good match for me. I'm going to say, um... Cabo Shard is a good player, and so is Nuke Duck on Vitality, but I think Mysterious Monkeys has proven themselves to be a pretty good under... If you underestimate them, they will take you, you know? It's one of those team-teams. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Rock Hevers is Fnatic. Fnatic is gonna take that for me. Um, Friday, Misfits versus G2. That might be a fun, um, in-the-beginning kind of matches. Misfits might try to sneak up at least one win, maybe, I feel like, but G2, I think, was gonna take that. Um, splice versus unicorns of love uh unicorns of love yeah
1: that's gonna be unicorns of love man like
2: no n- right there for me um <laughs> saturday june 17th it's gonna be rockette versus ninjas and pajamas i think rocket might take this one um i like ninjas in pajamas um so far i remember when they first started playing a long time ago in the lcs and then they got they, they got out but um rockettes i think work. rockette <laughs> i like rockette they're really Rock- cool rockette uh Team Vitality versus H2K, H2K is going to take it. So, those are my... That's what's going to happen um, next week uh, for LCS. For for
1: EU, EU, LCS. And then for NA, on Friday, it's going to be Immortals versus TL. I think that could be another match where Immortals doesn't prepare well enough again, and TL might walk away with their second victory. But we shall see. Envy versus Echo Fox. If this Envy keeps showing up to games like they have been, I think they're going to uh, dumpster Echo Fox. Uh, TL versus TSM. I don't need to say more. Uh, Immortals versus Cloud9. I think that could be actually a really close match. Uh, Cloud9 was the team that they didn't face in week one that I said if they went up against Cloud9 and TSM, that would have made their week even harder and I felt like they already had a hard week, but now looking at the uh how Phoenix One's been doing, I don't I'm not sure I subscribe to that anymore. Um so I'm I'm hoping Immortals is gonna win, but Cloud Nine is actually looking pretty fresh after this past weekend. Um then FlyQuest versus CLG. CLG I sh- think should win that, but I don't know. Maybe FlyQuest will put it in all tech, who knows? Um and then the final match of Saturday is Phoenix One versus Dignitas. I think Dignitas is gonna walk Phoenix One to uh, to their own nexus and make them sit and watch while it explodes. Um, so then on Sunday, the first match is Envy versus TSM, and I'm honestly I'm pretty torn here, and I I'm definitely could be wrong with my assumption, but I think Envy is going to walk away with this victory. Uh, TSM looks really kind of shaken and rattled right now. I think that there's a possibility they could still make it into, like, semifinals and finals and everything like that by the end of the season. But right now, I think they're having a hard time grasping exactly what to pick, when to ban, and really what the meta is uh, for this season. Um, and then third match of Sunday is going to be FlyQuest versus Cloud9 and we know that FlyQuest always throws the match to Cloud9 because FlyQuest used to be Cloud9 so that's what will happen there and finally we will have Dignitas versus Echo Fox which I think will actually probably be the closest match of the weekend I think that that's a really interesting one to watch and I I don't, that could go either way I think uh, I would want to say Dignitas has it, but honestly, like you never know what what will happen. So, and uh, Caesar, any any last thoughts you have on uh, on the matches for next week for NA?
2: Um, I do think the probably the closest match for me is going to be Immortal versus Cloud Nine uh, Saturday. I hope so because I do think I think I think Immortals is a really good team and I think Cloud Nine is a really good team. I don't, so...
1: I don't know what that means for my fantasy team though because I have members from both. <laughs> so yeah, right? uh, like I have to hope that certain members like of both teams fiesta, we do all win, well. You know? Yeah.
2: But if it's a clown fiesta, we all win because I've got Sneaky on my team, so <laughs> I'm hoping it'll go it'll go pretty crazy. Yeah. I know for Flightless and Cloud Nine, it'll go Cloud fiesta, but I think. Um, I think after the week, I don't think they're gonna substitute Alt-Tech at all for this week. I think after FlyQuest versus Cloud9, if Cloud9, I mean, if, if FlyQuest goes 0-2, like dramatically towards Cloud9, I think they might start looking towards maybe.
1: Yeah, I just have to hope that Contracts does well, and then everyone else they can lose. Like I want Contracts to go like 15-1 and like 94. And then, like, they lose because he has all the gold. And obviously, he would have gotten the 94 assists from himself. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Twisted Trio Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, If you would like to uh, like us or subscribe to our Facebook page. That is up. We are also working on a website right now, which should be up. Um, And you could find that at twistedtriopod.com or twistedtriopodcast.com. Not quite sure on that. And then, yeah, that does it for the episode. Um, Look forward to seeing you guys on the Rift. See you later.
2: Later.